This podcast contains swear words. Hello and welcome to Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne, a podcast about art making, creativity, not giving up and living well in the process. And in this time of COVID-19 isolation, uncertainty and fear, art making is more important than ever, whether you're actually doing it or thinking about it. Although I'm coming from the perspective of a performing artist, the themes and issues discussed here apply to all of us, whether you consider yourself an artist or not. Life is a creative act. I'm your host, Tara Cheyenne Friedenberg, a choreographer, actor, dancer, writer, director, and educator living on the unceded ancestral territories of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish people on the west coast of Canada. In today's episode, I have an interview with Justine A. Chambers. Justine is a dance artist, a choreographer, a maker, a thinker, and one of my closest friends. We're talking about how she's dealing with this COVID crisis, how she is remaining creative, attentive, and taking care of herself. So I just want to thank Justine so much for taking the time to talk to me today. And I also want to thank everybody out there who is taking care of us, the healthcare workers, especially the people in grocery stores, in coffee shops. I'm trying not to go to coffee shops, but I'm going to go to the drive-thru. I just can't. It just need it. Okay, right? And everybody who's delivering food, uh, keeping this going. Um, Deep, deep gratitude. Um, We are really lucky to live where we are and to be surrounded by such caring human beings, all of us. Because of social distancing, we had to record the following interview by way of Zoom, which is wonderful technology. But you may notice some differences in the sound quality. Welcome, Justine A. Chambers, to the, Thank you. the virtual podcast interview for Talking <laughs> Shit with Tara Cheyenne, because I can't do anything but talk shit right now. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything's so funny. I know. I know. It's, it's ludicrous. Uh-huh. Here's my first question. So what did you, what were you doing or working on right before this whole COVID-19 crisis locked you in your apartment? Uh, I was working with um, Margaret Dragu and William Wheeler and Britta Wirth-Mueller, whose name I'm sure I'm saying wrong, on a project called Tri-Leather, which is an archival project um, based on a work that Margaret made in 1975. And we were getting together, Mar- uh, Britta and William live in Berlin and they'd come here. So we'd been working for two weeks as it was sort of coming on, like the first two weeks of March. Um, yeah, on this project that is sort of like around archives and making archives and recreating archives and sharing dances. And um, we were having a, a marvelous time. Um, Britta was seven months pregnant when she arrived here. And... Um, yeah, like the first week, you know, everyone's jokey, jokey. And then it's like, oh, a little less jokey, jokey. And so then at the beginning of our third week, 
we kind of decided that it was time to call it and that Britta, Britta decided to go home, which I felt was amazing um, because she could have a baby here, but it'd probably be better to be home for that. Uh, her partner's also a surgeon, so he's a frontline worker in Berlin. Um, yeah, so what ended up happening is we stopped working in that moment uh, together in space and Britta went home. William went home two weeks later but she sort of got home just in time before borders completely closed. But we kind of worked in distance and have continued to work in distance. So that's kind of cool. Um, but also almost impossible because I'm at home with my family. Um, so even I like will give tasks. I assigned a task that was due yesterday that I did not do. <laughs> oh, not yesterday, Friday. Friday, so I'm two days late. Um, and then also at the same time, I was getting ready to go to Montreal with Lori because we were working, we were going to present our work 100 more uh, at Agora de la Danse, which has been like maybe three years in the making that date. They are co-presenters with the project, which we performed in Berlin in December. So the beautiful thing is we did get to actually do the project because that was a four-year endeavor. Um, so we didn't, we because Lori's in Berlin and her family's in Berlin and we just didn't know, no one knew and we just felt like it was smarter not to do it. This was even before it was like, no one's going anywhere. We decided we weren't going to do it because what if Lori couldn't get back to her family being apart from you? Anyways, a million, all the, all the reasons. And I, we both felt great about canceling it. And Agoha was like amazing and supportive and continue to be amazing and supportive. So it kind of felt fine, you know, to not do it. So those were like the two things that were, um, cooking in that moment. Right. And um, just as kind of like the other side of the, the sphere, what's happening now? Like how, how are you? You mentioned you are working in distance some. Some in distance. How is it now in, in contrast? Well, uh, it's not as busy, uh, I, which I'm really grateful for, which I even feel um, what's I don't know if bad is the word, but privileged, bad in my privileged way about being happy for the pause. Um, we're making in distance and it's sort of based on us giving each other tasks with a deadline that I almost always miss. Um, but like my life as an artist, <laughs> I don't know, I guess we're just always arting in some way. Um, but yeah, I don't run around. I'm not like organizing uh my partner and I aren't trying to organize three schedules. I'm, um, I'm not tired. I'm not burnt out. I'm not swelling and unswelling, getting on and off planes Mm. all the time. I'm not feeling mostly shitty. I'm so, I mean, I guess the changes come down to like fundamental how I feel as a human and as a human, uh, I feel much better in many ways. And I don't mean to like thumb my nose at the work I had or the work I was doing um, because those are all things that I love and are very important to me. But it's nice to feel a little bit more well grounded. Um, and, and, and I also, I'm really realizing my practice is so dependent on other people and uh, I'm a codependent maker. Um, yeah, so I'm also feeling not um, terribly motivated to make things in some ways because it's so much, I've centered my entire practice around proximity, you know, like being in close proximity with people and an audience, you know, um, and the people I like audience, whatever that, whoever that is, whether they know they're an audience or not, or whether they 
you know, done the social contract to come and be with me. So I find myself missing the people that I make with because I feel like that's how I make is with, you know, I'm not really, I'm not so great at like being alone (laughs) and conjuring, right? It's so much in relationship. And that's not to say that that can't happen other ways. I just haven't figured out the other ways. And I'm not in a huge, huge rush to figure out the other ways. I feel like um, that kind of problem solving doesn't feel like super pressing for me. Um, Yeah. I mean, I get these flashes. Oh, I should do this. I could do this. I could do this. But then I make Lego and I make chocolate chip cookies and I, whatever, I like... (laughs) do the do yoga with me.com and like, what, I don't know. Like I just like my, my entire existence has moved from these things that I were sort of peripheral or incidental eating was peripheral and incidental. So was sleeping. So was so many things. And now those are completely the center of my life. So these things that I was just like getting through to get to the work or get to the real thing are now the it, they are it. And that feels great. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, it's kind of remarkable how, yeah, what a tectonic shift in how we live, right? And then we kind of this return to actual living, the, you know, eating and sleeping and being with our families. Um, Yeah, I kind of feel like it's a a gift, sometimes a very frustrating gift. (laughs) Oh, it's like a maddening gift. I mean, there's, (laughs) I'm not saying I'm good at it or I'm like always comfortable. Um, But there was, you know, I think I remember having a conversation with you. I was, I was like at Canada Place staring at the mountains or something uh, in a moment of like utter exhaustion and sort of feeling like I had uh, like no gas left. And I called you and I told you I was going to write this grant about like making work another way and living another way that takes out touring. Do you remember? Yes. And I said, I'm going to call it the yes. rebound and I'm going to like make it. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, nice. And and now what? Right. So like now what? Now, now what? And I'm. I don't feel like, I feel like there's something um, important about pass, not passively, but kind of passively figuring mm. that out as opposed to like really, um, I mean, doing like this weird digging motion with my hands <laughs> right now, but you know, <laughs> I don't need to get to the bottom of this uh, in this moment. I just feel like such a active participant in like being with everything that's happening that I don't know how to... I don't know. I think it's a great conceit to think I could put myself on the edge of this and observe it and know anything about it. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 It's there. I feel like there's like kind of two camps right now when I, when I listen to other artists and watch what they're posting, the camp of, okay, we're going to, we're doing a COVID season and this is going to be live feed and we're reworking this show. So it's going to happen on zoom, Um, which gives me, you know, kind of cold sweat panic. <laughs> oh no, oh no, I'm not online. No. And then the other um, contingent, which is that like, this is crisis and this is, and it's also this, this beautiful pause. Um, oh, so how, cool. how do we use it? Which I think is a really important thing to think about. Yeah. 
And I think like, I think about something Sadira Rodriguez said, like in talking, thinking, dancing body a few years ago or a couple years ago, she was talking about landslides and how landslides start with um, a pebble, like the whole, the whole surface of a, of a hill doesn't shift at once, but it's like a pebble starts and then another pebble starts. And then, and then like, so I'm just like, thinking of myself as a pebble as opposed to thinking about like I don't have grand great things to say about what we should or shouldn't be doing right now I don't think I'm in any position to like say anything one way or another I definitely get this thing where like well should I be doing something online you know like should I should I put up video of myself doing you know whatever I I but I don't have like a great desire and it's like not a medium that I really work in like I'm a crappy social media person I mean I do lots of peeping and creeping but I you know I I don't post a ton of stuff and in general these days I used to do a lot more I was much more vigilant I think when my son was born it kind of like changed everything um uh yeah, so I, I I I kind of place myself in neither here nor there you know I'm 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 happy that some people are finding, I mean, some people's practices were so online before right. anyway, you know? So there's also this thing where it's like, oh, how come all of a sudden stuff's online? I'm like, I know quite a few people who really used that as material and always have. Um, so there's that and I'm getting incoherent. I can feel it. You know, when you just feel that shift in your body where you become incoherent for a second. What was I saying? Practices online. See, I can't even keep a thought I, together. I, this, you, <laughs> might, you might like this. Um, I was talking to, I know, when you can feel it going, it's like, oh, look at that. <laughs> it's leaving it's me. totally gone. <laughs> Wait, should I be baking cookies? I don't know. Um, Maybe. The seventh <laughs> um, I was talking to Melanie Yates, um, who I'm doing a bit of work with. She's a, a playwright, a dramaturg. Um, and she was talking about the moments when you can't spell things or when you are, which is all the time for me, but that's different. Um, when, you're, <laughs> when you can't remember the word and oh, your, yeah. your handwriting gets really kind of uh, illegible. She was talking about it like actually like there's like a, con- there's a convergence of, um, of creativity happening, of things mm. that don't match. And that that actually is a really fruitful and dynamic creative place which made me feel way better. <laughs> that makes me feel great because I feel like I start off great and then things get confusing in my own brain. And then, and then it's then that I've lost it all. I lose the plot completely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love thinking about it as this like really creative space where many things are like maybe burgeoning genius. Let's go with that. Who Let's knows? go with that. That is now fact. <laughs> that is now fact. <laughs> Thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Melanie. We're all going to be talking about that. Like, yeah, well, I read this paper. Um, okay. Um, this is my next question. And you can, you know, obviously answer, don't answer, make something up, talk about cookies. How has the way you identify yourself changed in this time? Can you feel a change or... Yeah how I identify myself, like in, in, in like, which, what way always? I, I'm it? kind of interested I mean, in, because for huh, me, it's like how I kind pers- of like, because as performance or like in relationship people, I think I always am kind of identifying myself in relationship too. And often it's physical relationship too. Um, but it's, completely it's there I feel a shift and it's like can I even call myself a dance artist right now I'm not dancing 
am I dancing? Is everything mm-hmm. dancing? Is, do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I hear you now. Um, I don't feel like I'm a diff- I'm different in those ways. I think maybe also because I've sort of placed my work in like the everyday. Yeah. So, uh, so vehemently over the last several years, like that maybe I feel like I am not, I don't feel, yeah, I sort of feel like I am always, um, dancing and I feel like this, um, our, our six feet, two meter distance is this kind of incredible emerging choreography that is happening in the world. And we are all dancers in it. Um, I think what I find is that I'm seeing more, you know, like that's different because I'm seeing people approach. I'm seeing who's moving. I'm seeing who's not moving. I'm hearing more. I hear every fucking cough and every spit <laughs> like, and you know, like when someone spits, I'm like, really? Like you're spitting now. Um, but also realizing we have all of these ways that we use our bodies and are unconscious. And so there's something about that. Um, I'm noticing people are not walking down the street on their phones anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, I think, is like a kind of vigilance about like knowing how, what kind of proximity you are into pe- are in relationship with other people. Um, I'm looking across out my window because there's um, a building across the street from me, and they have a, a rooftop patio that's like in line. That's their rooftop with my window. And at, during the 7 p.m. cheering, which my son calls the cheering up, um, you know, people, yeah, so good. You know, that's so kids, good. You know, they know. just come up with the best titles for everything. Um, they, uh, yeah, so those people go out and cheer and we all cheer and we see each other and we say hello and we acknowledge each other. I, I guess like those kinds of relationships, like new relationships kind of building that are based on like seeing each other in ways that even though we saw each other before, we didn't acknowledge. So there's this kind of acknowledgement thing. My neighbor, Bruce, um, he plays the bagpipes and every night during the cheering up, he plays some Scottish real thing that we all recognize but don't know the name of and then after the cheering up is done he plays Amazing Grace and I'm like so deeply moved by this every single night and then the whole street cheers for him and I don't think Bruce necessarily identifies as a professional musician but like he is doing us all a great service by being a a very beautifully embodied artist in that moment. So like, do I, I, things are shifting. I don't feel like I'm different. I mean, it's a funny thing that has happened though, is that all of a sudden I want some like physical prowess back that I had in my (laughs) twenties. Yeah. (laughs) Like all of a sudden, you know, like our, our wonderful friend, Kate Franklin did that incredible back walk over and she like put it on Instagram and I'm like, where's my back? I know me too. I was like, Jesus Christ, where did I put my back walk over? Where did I put it? It's got to be in a drawer somewhere. (laughs) So there's like that, but that's just ego, right? I think that's just like me being worried about like losing something in, and uh, I don't know. It's like irrational, but I think so much of this moment is not like logic based, you know? Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't like, I feel like the world is different and I'm in the world and I'm, you know, uh, I can't separate myself from it. So I feel like the changes and I feel the physical shifts and I feel what's been great is like the noticing, the hearing, the seeing, the, um, the paying attention and, and not only 
me, but that I feel everyone paying attention. Like I find this to be this incredibly embodied moment. And whether the embodiment is around fear or if it's around um, presence or joy, it's just like very embodied, right? Like we're all moving through the world with this very um, like deep awareness of our bodies and the bodies of others. And like that's also mixed in with all sorts of like power structures and racism and sex, like all of these other things also that I don't, we don't need to talk about because that's, that's also a whole other sad thing. Um, and sometimes a beautiful thing. Uh, but yeah, like there's really, for me, it's the, the presence, like the way that we're all sort of forced into being present. Um, yeah. I also, I live in Gastown, which is usually so busy, right? Yeah. right? And there's no reason to come to Gastown <laughs> if you can't shop, if you can't eat, and if you can't party, right? So also my neighborhood is becoming more neighborhoody in the way that the people who I'm starting to realize who actually oh, lives right, here. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and that's, that's a very interesting configuration to sort of get a handle on that maybe I didn't totally have a handle on before because they could have been working or just, you know, um, yeah. So having that, that shift and it's not, you know, yeah, that, that's been kind of, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed paying attention in this time, but as an artist, I don't feel like less of an artist or like I'm not, yeah, I just feel like. I have less to do because the way that I've historically done things doesn't really fit in this moment. Right. Also, I have less to do because I have less time. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I know. I have no, I have like almost no work and I have way less yeah. time. Um, and that has to do with being at home with your family, with my family. Yeah. Um, but I also, um, yeah, that's also been great for me because I have had like so much um worry about being about when I'm away or when we tour with Max and like stability for him and na, 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 na. And now I just don't have to like we do the same thing every day our day is exactly the same every day I don't think I've had this regular schedule since I was um Max's age I know right <laughs> since I was four yeah, and a half yeah. yeah since forever yeah it's pretty remarkable um I just um when you were talking about attention and and I feel like attention is such an important part of what we do as artists, of creativity, and that that is right now is the, the gift of attention. And I heard somebody talking about attention as attention and curiosity are, you know, the, totally, totally aligned, right? And so, and of course, curiosity is what leads, leads you to creativity. So that's, that's kind of a wonderful way that you talked about that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's nice to hear. It's, it's hopeful. It's yeah. hopeful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's, you know, there's potential right now. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's potential that needs to be acted upon uh, immediately. Um, but it could be, you know, like, who am I? I don't know. I just feel like I don't quite, uh, to quote Sufe, have the spoons to like sort through it in this moment, nor do I have great desire, you know, like maybe I'm just like completely like embroiled in the inertia <laughs> so that I'm just like, Wah! you know, um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's potential and, and care and hopefulness in this also, and then devastation and 
all the other things. And I'm like very, very lucky. You know, my family is healthy. The people I love are, are healthy and um, not nothing feels like we know some people who have passed away in Josh's family. Um, but yeah, from my privileged apartment uh, in Gastown, I feel quite fortunate. Like, yeah, for like a little bit of space, a little bit of time, a little bit of space, which are things, you know, that I, that I, that I did crave and they're here and now I'm having to contend with my cravings. <laughs> so true, right? <laughs> I know I was too, it was just like, yeah. I just need a break. I just want to stay home. I just, oh my God. Oh, well, I don't know. I <laughs> didn't we really are. mean that, but Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean homeschooling. Oh, what? God. Yeah, no. There's a, a great article. No. I'll put the link in the show notes. And it's called, this is, the, I can't remember the title, but it's, this isn't homeschooling. This is crisis schooling. And I, I feel like mm. as parents, it's really important to remember that, that, um, you know, homeschoolers do tons of research. They're super prepared. They, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, it's a, a job. job. You put a lot <laughs> of, you know, effort into it uh, instead of just like, thinking about it over here, like I have some time, like, well, maybe I'll just homeschool. Um, yeah, that's not, it's not, we're not in that, um, we're not in that position. Well, and this is, this is real, you know, I mean, luckily my child is still in preschool. So I feel like, you know, I maybe, you know, we're doing some reading, you're doing some Legos, get some dexterity happening, you know, go outside and roller skate, skateboard, Nice. <laughs> you know, like, work on a few things, make a card for one of our neighbors. I mean, there's like, we're not, uh, we're not pushing really, really hard. We're just trying to keep everyone active, you know, and uh, in like away from being a bad mood dude, as we call it around here. Right. Mm -hmm. So that means like a certain amount of like physical stimulation, intellectual stimulation, a certain amount of rest and like fallow time for our brains, for everyone's brains. And, uh, yeah, no, it's pretty like uh, Josh, uh, Josh, the other person, Max, uh, his <laughs> preschool teacher, <laughs> his preschool teacher lives very close to us. And I see her sometimes and I have to stop myself from being like, okay, so what do oh, I do with right? you now? Yeah. You know, what should I be? Is I'm doing this, 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 is that good enough? You know, I just don't, I just, oh, hi, Lori. So nice to see you because I mean, they're extraordinary over there. And I thought that before we were at home, I'll, you know, that it's only two and a half hours a day, but they do extraordinary things in two and a half hours with our children, oh, you know, yeah. like extraordinary yeah. things. Um, yeah. So, you know, I have to stop myself from, from bugging her in that moment uh, because I feel like I'm missing information to like help my kid thrive. But like the kids have this amazing way of thriving in spite of us. <laughs> no kidding. Right. No kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they do, they just, they do want to learn anyway. And they're learning from, from this experience time. of being together in this extraordinary time and, you know, watching yeah. us cope or sometimes not cope and it's just part of it. Right. Yeah. No, I Max said to me uh, at one point, so maybe when the virus is over, we can go back to the pool, you know? And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like choking back tears. Right. Oh, because like, you think they notice, but you know they're noticing and they're taking in things because you're like all freaked out about them touching their face and people and stuff and six feet and all these things. But then you're realizing where in their personal little mind heart bubble, like what they're 
what they're missing about. Or like maybe when the virus is over, we can go back to the stores because, you know, we don't let him go into stores and the stores he wants to go to are closed, you know. I yeah. mean, just those things, which, you know, like, uh, yeah. Or when the virus, you know, when the virus is over. Yeah. That's a, it's a thing that everyone's thinking about, you know, uh, this like back to, I don't know if there's something to go back to but there's something else to do next, right? Yeah. There's something else to do there next. There will be, yeah, there will be the, the next phase. And I don't think there's going to be a back to or back to normal because, you know, as many people keep pointing out that the way we were living wasn't normal, you know, in micro and macro, you know, or yeah. it was normalized. I feel like a lot of people are talking about feeling relieved for, for a break. And then it makes me wonder, um, yeah, what would make us not feel like that, you know, or what would make us not feel like we need uh, a certain kind of break. I've heard a lot of people talk about being that they felt like they were propelled by an exterior momentum. And I think I've probably said something very similar. And so without that exterior momentum, um, yeah, maybe we have to start looking at what that exterior momentum is, was, and what it actually has to do with us (laughs) or what we want to have to do with it, you know? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. What a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Normal. Normal is a dangerous word. Oh, yeah. It so <laughs> is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, you fantastically have answered my questions just through your your brilliance without me even having to ask them. Oh, sweet Jesus. So good. <laughs> so good. So good. Okay, so are there things, do you have things that you've noticed or that you've, created rituals or schedules or ways of thinking about things. And you've mentioned some of the things like paying attention that are, are getting you through this, that are some self-care or crisis care or um, just like ways of doing things that are helping you. Uh, yeah, I think actually what's kind of remarkable, you know, we talk about the loss of our practices, et cetera, et cetera, and being a, a you know, a dance artist and, and, um, you know, embodiment practitioner, whatever we want to call ourselves on, depending on who's asking, <laughs> I suppose sometimes, um, <clears throat> uh, is that I have a regular physical practice and I have not had one of those for four years. Oh yeah. Uh, no longer because I was enormously pregnant and lazy for uh, 10 months there. So which most my practice then was eating ice cream and napping. So during my pregnancy Um, and since Max has been born, like having a physical practice has sort of come up in fits and starts. And I, when I say a physical practice, I mean the things that are attached to production, you know, like I'm working on this movement for this thing, or I'm working on this way of working for this thing. And, and, um, or if I had to get in shape for something or I would teach for a week and I would feel kind of in shape. And then I would go back to like writing grants or thinking work or, you know, I've been writing a lot of scores in the last few years, which doesn't always mean that I'm working on them physically. I'm often just working on them like ideas. And then when I perform them is usually the first time that I'm actually really doing it because that's what was like, that was the capacity I had and that's what was available and that's what I could do. So what's been very nice in this time is that every day I have, I do two physical things. I do like either the seven, one of two seven minute workouts, which are like, you know, squatting and push upping and kicking and twisting and side planking and whatever. Um, And then I've been, I used to do a ton of yoga um, when I quit dancing in my early 30s, I 
I started doing yoga in the most unyogic way, like in total full on fucking compulsive yoga. Like, <laughs> yes. like I do three classes yes. a day. We were living in York, Maine and I would do it like, like a bo- dog with a bone, you know, like just like, ah, fucking <laughs> yoga. Um, and I was like so into it and I got yoga journal and like, um, I was so into it and I was so into being excellent at it and like doing like drop back and scorpion. And I'm trying to remember some of the, the things, um, and then every now and then, then I started dancing again and that kind of fell away. So what's happened now is I actually am not exhausted at 7 p.m. when we're putting our kid to bed because for the past several years, I fall asleep when I put mm-hmm. him to bed. But now I'm not exhausted. So I put him to bed and then I can have a bath. Um, and Ali Denham made me this salt scrub for my birthday that I never had time to use. So I've been salt oh. scrubbing my body in my bath. I know wow. this is like, Full on luxury. And when people used to say to me, oh, you need to take care of yourself. You're so tired. You should go to the spa. I would freak out in my brain. I'd be like, go to the spa. Go to the fucking spa. Are you going to pay for me to go to the spa? Are you going to pay for my childcare? Are you going to pay? Like I would freak out in my mind, like this bougie self-care freak out thing. But now I'm doing it in my own house. Um, with the salts, <laughs> with the salts that Ali and Zoya made for me. Um, and then after I've had a bath and I've sort of rubbed down my body, I do some yoga. And there are three teachers on this one website that I really like. And I don't do like anything super sweaty or super challenging because that seven minutes kind of does me in, I'll be honest. Um, But that's felt nice to like know that at one point in the afternoon, I'll do this sweaty thing. And then in the evening, I can breathe and I can really be with my body and feel where it is and feel like this sounds so corny, but I feel really grateful that it works. You know, because before I'd be like, oh, my legs aren't going up anymore. What happened to my ala second? It used to be up by my ear. <laughs> you know, and now it's like, oh, wow, look, my body can do a lunge and I can twist. That's incredible. Yeah. So I think it's like there's that. And that's with the slowing down, right? It's like having a regular movement practice is great. And um, that's sort of, I didn't have that real regular, I didn't have regular, right? Because our schedules are so erratic because we're cobbling together work, right? And it's... And you go away and you come back and you reintegrate and you, no, 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 you're jet lagged, who cares? Like all of these things, right? That doesn't, that don't allow you to sort of be so regular. So yeah, that's, that's felt really critical for me. And I've been enjoying it so, 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 so much. And it's maybe 45 minutes a day, sometimes an hour if I'm feeling really ambitious. Um, But it, that feels great to be with my body that way and not trying to like be inventive or smart or cool or thoughtful or like progress, like whatever. I'm not, I'm not trying to do anything, but what I'm doing. And that feels really great. And that's something I talk about so much or have historically talked about so much in my practice and, Oh, you know, we got to do the thing we say we're doing, you know, I say that shit all the time. I know I do. <laughs> we say, and, we um, say wonderful things. And I believe it. I believe it. But I feel like, oh, now I'm actually doing it. Like, I don't know if I was doing it before. So there's all these things that I say and I believe, but maybe this moment's making me understand like what that is in practice Mm. and not like artistic practice, just like practicing, like doing it, like in a really practical, (laughs) practical practice. Yeah. (laughs) Not theoretical practice. Practice, practical practice. practice. So good. Um, Okay. My last question is, is there anything that you're doing? Like, is there, is there something that you're cooking that you're really into? Is there something on Netflix or 
computer screens that's like getting you through. Um, Mark and I have gone back to the beginning of the the office. Oh, oh it's fun. so good. Great it's so idea. good. It's so just uh, really good comedy. Because um, I can't handle anything that has any amount of, you know, uh, uh, no. Oh, the darkness. Can't handle the darkness. No, 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 no darkness. Um, I could bear, I could only watch the first three episodes of that Tiger King thing and it started to feel too dark. I was like, darkness can't deal with the darkness. Yeah. I haven't really been able to deal with the darkness since Max was born. But um, yeah, uh, I'm not going to tell you what I'm watching <laughs> oh, on Netflix because it's so guess. embarrassing. Uh, and I don't, oh, you won't guess because it's oh. just so, it's like, I didn't even know it existed. And no one should know it exists. It's just so terrible. I'm not telling. Um, and it's not like my normal bad Justine, like, yeah. you know, watching like the revamped version of 90210. It's like worse than all of that. Um, what's getting me through um, um, Seth Meyers at home and Stephen Colbert at home and um, Trevor Noah at home mm-hmm. uh, is a staple in our house. That's definitely um, so much so that my child has started impersonating Trump and does that moment where Trump lost his um, mouth faculties when he said United States and he went like United States. So Max says that now. Um, Those are uh, entertaining and devastating because wow, wow, United States, wow. Um, What else is, I mean, I've cooked chocolate chip cookies every single week of this pandemic. So that must be a thing that's, and I do it like as an activity for me and Max, but mostly he just waits till I'm done and then takes <laughs> a handful of chocolate chips and shoves it in his face. And I have to try and get him to spit some of it out. Um, I gotta say like Max has been skateboarding and I am, Yay. and he's just doing great. And it brings me such deep joy to watch my kid like doing great skateboarding and like working on his ollie you know it's super fucking cute um uh yeah i still feel like even having time to watch something or read something feels um kind of like i haven't we haven't quite figured out time (laughs) we haven't quite figured out time but like i guess like cooking is always something that does something for me um i'm also um, the group of us that went to do family dinner in Hong Kong, we've had this WhatsApp group since then. And um, there's messages oh, every yeah. day and that, oh, yeah. that keeps me going because it's hilarious and uh, irreverent and ridiculous. But then also people practicing movement scores and sharing them with each other. Um, anyway, it's quite great. And, and uh, I just enjoy those humans so very much. Um, and it makes me sort of still feel like, you know, I don't know, the odd phone call. Like, Ali called me yesterday, like, out of the blue. And oh, I, was I know. Like, now I just say, oh, me? yeah, I run, I run across the room. <laughs> oh, yay. You're oh, like, yay. oh, who is that? Who's going <laughs> to? Yeah, totally. So, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, uh, I have this, like, dream of going through my closet. I've had this dream the whole time since I knew we were going to be at home and like going through, I mean, we can just look at the, <laughs> the mess that is my closet um, uh, of like going through my clothes. Um, I think one thing is like getting dressed every day. I still, I mean, you know, I love clothes. I love fashion. And I think there's something about like yeah, getting ready every day. Yeah, I think it's really helped me too. Because I usually, well, I just go from one pair of black sweatpants to another pair, but I do have a formal pair of black sweatpants 
tip, which I'm wearing now. So <laughs> it helps. <laughs> you gotta dress up for well, Justine. you got to dress up for the podcast, you know. You got to dress up. Well, yeah. So I think there's the, the, yeah, I don't even, it's so funny. Like, I feel like it's so, there's this like total um, being like in awareness and presence. And because I'm hanging out with Max, I can, you know, the demands or the needs or the interests or his want for our cooperation with his interest in any given moment keeps you really present. But in some ways, I also feel like I'm in some um like and I also I feel like I don't know what I'm doing or what's going on um and there's something about the messiness mm. of that that mm. is doing something good for me surprisingly um being like eh, I don't know I mean there's a project that I'm trying to work on right now and and um yeah I'm in this like burr, like total <laughs> scooby-doo like what <laughs> And there's something about feeling like I don't know. The not knowing. That feels yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just don't have any answers. Like I, that feels so concrete. Mm. And there's something like sure about that. That is uh, maybe not comforting, but it's, 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 it is what it's, it's real. It's happening. I just don't know. Yeah. And I, yeah. So accepting that I feel like is, a, it's potent and important. Well, maybe it's like we're all allowed not to know for a nanosecond. That's okay. We spend a lot of time needing to know many things. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. You know? It's not realistic. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't, is it? Mm-mm. Oh, this has been so good. I, um... <laughs> I don't know what I just said. Too <laughs> late <laughs> now. I've recorded it. I know. Um, no, you've only said very good things. You've only said very good and very smart, very smart things. (laughs) And, um, for the benefit of the, the listener, Justine also looks really good. Um, (laughs) thanks Tara. I do practice that being put together. Yeah. It's working. It's working. Yes. It's working. And it's, it's helpful for those of us who sometimes forget that part. I find it, um, it's good. It's good. It's like, oh Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, because it does help. It it totally helps. I have um, I have a little drawer. I've made my closet into my office is my clavis 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 clavis, and I have now. I put my lipstick they were in my purse, but I don't even go out. So the lipstick are now in my underwear. It's drawer. right there. So I have Amazing. my zoom stick. So that's this is where it happens. Amazing. <laughs> I have to say, your glasses are fantastic. Thank you. I got them. They look great on you. Thank you. Where did you get them? I um see this. I'm just doing what my mother does. It's yeah. It's just gonna happen. <laughs> I got them for like six dollars at Reitman's. Nice. And they're they're reading glasses. And I bought when I bought them, they were too strong, and now they're not too strong. Ah um, uh, yes, I know this. I also <sighs> have some reading glasses. Um, and I feel like the more I use them, the more I need them. Luckily, I love the way they look. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have glasses that look, yeah. It, it kind feel of great it, in them. It's helpful. It's a thing. Yeah, it's an excess. Yeah, it's it's an another excess. And then you can, then you can feel like a little less sad about losing your ability to read small fonts. Can we just talk for a second about the back of medicine? Oh, can oh no like kidding. Any, how I had Fuck. to this summer take a picture. My child was having an allergic reaction to getting a spider bite. Half his face was blown up <gasps> like Quasimodo. Then I had to go 
and take a picture of the back of the Benadryl bottle and then expand it on my phone so I could read the dose dosage. Oh, now that's a very good idea, but <laughs> I would not, I would have just panicked and just panicked and, but that's super smart. Well, we have tools. We do technology. Have tools. If we can remember <laughs> that they're there. Because I didn't have glasses then. So then I got oh, glasses yes. a little bit after that. Yeah. Yes. I got an eye test. I did the whole thing. Yeah. They dilated my eyes. It was very uncomfortable. Oh, it's strange. awful when they do that. It's awful. Yeah, that should not happen. I mean, it need, I understand it needs to happen. Anyways, blah, blah. I'm not making sense again. <laughs> Good. It's full, full circle. Full circle. Yeah. I, I think that's perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Tara. So good. And a quick reminder to please rate and review this podcast, share it, spread the word. It really, really does help us. And if you have the means and the desire, please donate. You can donate at www.tarashayan.com, upper right-hand corner, donate button. I'll also put that in the show notes. And if you are enjoying online performances from many of the wonderful artists putting work online these days and you have the means, consider donating. A lot of these artists are not receiving any performance fees at all right now and even a little bit um, can help if you can. And if you can't, keep the art moving through you. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Justine, for taking the time to talk to me today. Oh, it really lifted my spirits and made me feel a lot more hopeful and accepting of what we're going through and, and how I am going through it. And thank you so much to Mark Stewart, our producer and the composer of the music you hear on this podcast. Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne is a production of Tara Cheyenne Performance. Get in touch on Instagram, Tarashayan TCP, Facebook, Tarashayan Performance, or you can email info at Tarashayan.com. And stay tuned. I'm going to be offering some mini short episodes, some physical practice in audio form to hopefully help us all stay in our bodies and stay moving and feel what we're feeling right now. Be well. Stay home. Take care. This podcast is effing good.